G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au. The time will come when they'll ask you what it is that makes you different, and if you're ready in a relationship, you can walk in the door. Hi, and welcome to Today with Jeff Vines. Today we'll continue Greater Things Are Yet to Come. Pastor Jeff speaks to his church about what they're doing and what they could be doing to show practical love and care to the community. Our mission field is not just overseas, but within our own homes and suburbs. The means by which you bring spiritual transformation to an entire community of people is when you begin first to clothe the naked, feed the hungry, visit those in prison. That's the distinguishing mark between those who really have a relationship with God called the sheep and those who just claim to, they're the goats. This is Today with Jeff Vines, and we continue, Greater Things Are Yet to Come. Now listen, when God gave the moral law, think about it, in the Old Testament, 630 Mosaic precepts, 630 laws to keep. That's hard. David reduces them to 15. Isaiah reduces them to 11. Micah reduces them to three. Love God, do mercy, walk humbly with your God, or do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with your God. And then in Matthew 22, Jesus comes on the scene. He takes these 630 and he reduces them down to one A and one B. He said, on all, on these two statements, all the law hangs. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Now, I want you to hear me on this. The vision of Christ Church of the Valley is not to feed and clothe the hungry. Jesus said, you'll always have the poor with you. Are we going to do that? Absolutely. But that's not the vision. The vision is this, that there would be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ in every home in the St. Gabriel Valley. That there would be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ in every home in the St. Gabriel Valley. Well, Jeff, if that's true, and that's a big one, Jeff. Yes, it is big. That's huge. You're going to need God to get involved in that one which proves it's from him. But Jeff, how are you going to do that? And why, if that's the vision, are you talking so much about meeting the needs of the poor, giving water to the thirsty, clothing the naked? Because don't you see, Jesus saw them as intertwined, inseparable, connected. That the means by which you bring spiritual formation and spiritual transformation to an entire community of people is when you begin first to clothe the naked, feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, visit those in prison, Matthew 25, that that's the distinguishing mark between those who really have a relationship with God called the sheep and those who just claim to, they're the goats. Jesus knew that the number one strategy to bring the good news of the gospel to an entire group of people is through getting involved in their felt needs. And then when they see your love for them, they'll listen to your gospel. Jesus got really good at it. 
You know, the lame walked. That's pretty cool. Blind see. That's good. Raising the dead. Whew, that's big. And because Jesus had that compassion for people, they were willing to listen. Folks, that's why we're involved in things and going out to the public schools and telling single moms or single dads or any single parent who is trying to make it on their own with their children and who needs to work a nine to five job, but then they have to spend money on daycare or childcare for somebody to collect their child at three o'clock and then babysit them or just, I don't know, be with them and then they're paying income for that and they're trying to just adding to their woes. It's why the people of Christ Church of the Valley right now are going into the schools. This is happening now. Now hear this. This is not something that was gonna happen. Happening right now, we're going out into those schools and we're saying to mom or dad, mom, dad, it's okay. You stay at work until five. We're gonna bring our people on this campus and we're gonna tutor, we're gonna coach, we're gonna mentor, and we're gonna love your child. Not because we're better at it than you, we're not. But we're gonna be there to partner with you. And when we get really good at this, and instead of hundreds being involved, thousands are involved, then we'll give mom or dad a meal at five o'clock clock and say, here you go. Take this food, go home and have quality time with your children. Don't worry about having to cook. We know you're tired. We know you've been working hard. Enjoy. This is what a principal wrote to us. The program I just described is called Kaleidoscope. She says, the Kaleidoscope project and the support of CCV has been of tremendous value to the workman students. In these difficult economic times, providing after school programs, tutoring or extracurricular activities is not possible. CCV has been able to fill this void. Workman students now have the opportunity to participate in after-school tutoring and drama and soccer and basketball. Students look forward to each session and they're excited to have an opportunity to participate in something special. And the CCV program is one of the best managed programs I've had the opportunity to work with. Coming from a public school principal to a church. Wow. My point, my point is a simple one. This is already happening. This place is already being formulated. But the potential to move from hundreds to thousands and the question is, are you in the game? Are you in the sidelines and you applaud and you think that's really cool, but you have no involvement in it? And if I were to ask you, what are you doing with your life? You're kind of sitting there hoping, man, I can't wait till this sermon's over because I'm feeling guilty and I gotta get out of here. Here's an email that Chairman of our Board of Elders, John Brainerd, received. On Thanksgiving morning, my husband and I loaded our truck down with hot meals and bags of groceries to serve at the Azusa Outreach. So they go and empty their truck of food, and then they're told to come back to the church, load that truck up again with all kinds of food, go back to Azusa. But when they get there, they're told, we've got enough here. Why don't you take that over to Pomona? So they drive over to Pomona to our outreach outlet there. They're told the same thing. We've got plenty of food here. We're doing well. And so they just look at each other. What are we gonna do with all this food? She writes, we prayed, always a good move. <laughs> then decided this was a good opportunity to practice what Jeff Vines has been teaching, take a walk across the room. We didn't walk, we drove. We stepped out of our comfort zone and reached out to the homeless people in the streets of Pomona. We stopped at many parks and handed out meals and prayed with many thankful people. And on our way, we discovered a senior citizen's mobile home park. We blessed many who told us otherwise they would not have received a traditional turkey dinner. We got lots of smiles and thank yous. We told everybody to give thanks and glory to God. It took us four hours to complete the task. What an awesome day. Thanksgiving now takes on a whole new meaning for us. Do you know what's hard about this vision? It's not glamorous. You want a senior pastor that talks to you 
you know, about a $100 million building with all the bells and whistles, you hired the wrong guy. I'm a missionary. Let me tell you what missionaries do. Missionaries just keep trying to squeeze everything they can out of everything they got. More chairs, the fireside room, an elementary school, whatever we needed. Does that mean that God won't bless us? Listen, the fact of the matter is, if God blesses us like I think he will in this, that's not to say one day we're not gonna need some space, but you know what? He'll provide. He'll provide. Folks, now you think about what I just said. All this momentum, all, the, all of the uh, people in this place going out into the community, letting them see our hands and then they'll listen to our heart and what's in our head of spiritual transformation. Imagine all that momentum coming and at the same time, the next part of the game plan is that every single one of you know the importance that because Jesus walked across the cosmos to make sure that you could be made right with God, you look for opportunities. An entire group of people looking for opportunities to walk across the room. At work, at school, on the soccer field, wherever you are, you're looking, you're waiting. God, identify that person that's seated over there at work for the last 10 years. Show me when the right time is for me to walk across, engage in a conversation, do it gently, not bring my Bible and say, boom, you're going to hell. No, it's to walk over, start conversations, have coffee together, engage in life. And when the time is right and the door is open, there you have it. And that same group of people, they're throwing Matthew parties all the time. They're always going out in their neighborhood and there's some people who can make a great meal and you're getting 10 10 people, 10 of your, 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 your Christian friends who are able to walk across the room with great genuineness and authenticity, but also with a generosity attitude of of kindness and care. And then you get the 10 of your friends that are not Christian and you put them together at this Matthew party and one group walks across the room to the other and the host sits back and just watches. And they just engage in conversation and life concern because here's the deal. People who are far from God know they are far from God. You don't need to remind them. The time will come when they'll ask you what it is that makes you different. And if you're ready in relationship, you can walk in the door. Imagine a whole church going out and meeting the needs and everybody in the church having that one life. You've written the name down on a card. It's in your pocket. You pull it out at coffee break or at lunch or dinner and you pray, God, here's my one life. Orchestrate and fashion events together in this person's life, please, so that their eyes may be open and that door may come and I can walk in. This is Today with Jeff Vines. Pastor Jeff is talking about what the church of today could and should be. Let's continue now. Now imagine this, imagine a group of people in a church that are so self-sacrificing that they actually think it's a good idea that one time a month, 12 times a year, that the senior pastor and his team orchestrate and fashion together a service that is specifically designed to connect with the unchurched mind. Once a month in 2010, that perhaps the last service of every month, the senior pastor fashions his sermon together to speak directly to the unchurched person. And the band, they're doing worship songs that connect. And they might even do a Coldplay song. (laughs) And somebody that's been in religion for a long time stands up and says, why would we do that in church? Because it will help us connect It will resonate with people who aren't used to going to church and then I can bridge the gap and say, now you've heard the song, now let's talk about spiritual matters. And they'll listen. They're so selfless 
that they will allow us and they will bring their friends. And this momentum happens, man, it just gets crazy around this place. Just crazy. Because you got people being healed, they're worshiping. You got people's marriages being restored, they're worshiping. And you got all these new Christians around the place and they like yeast. They just get in the dough and they cause everybody up to rise up. Because when you first become a believer, you're pumped. And these old people have been believers for lives and lost the spirit a long time ago, need some help. Oh, they're still saved. They just need a little help with passion. Man, the most exciting time in my life. One of the, oh, no, that's, not, that's, too, that's a preacher comment there. Let me back up. In the top 10 experiences of my life is when my friend, Bill McCarthy in New Zealand, when he looked up at me and said, big guy, it's time for me to cross over. And we went over to his house. We baptized Bill, his daughter, both his daughters and his son-in-law. And we celebrated you, the joy that you'll have. You remember what you felt like when 600 plus people got baptized back in February? Do you remember how easy it was to worship? What if that was going on every week? Every week, lives were being changed. Every week, people getting healed. Every week, people being restored from marriages and addictions. What would happen? I wish my friend Bill, because Bill heard the gospel. And then the first thing he did is, what do I need to do with my gift? And he said, I'm a good TV man. I own a production company. I think I'll put this big American on television and we'll, get, we'll speak to all New Zealand. I wish my friend Bill could be here, man, to come out and tell you what's happening there. Man, he's such a lovely guy. As a matter of fact, he is here. I want you to give a Christ Church of the Valley welcome for my friend all the way down from New Zealand, Bill McCarthy. Thanks very much. Wow. Thank you. How do you follow that? Um, I come from a small South Pacific nation called New Zealand. I talk funny, and I'm sorry if you can't understand me, but I do talk funny. But I come here with a a lot of love and compassion for the Dodgers. I love the Dodgers. I do, I do, I do. I cannot get, what is this thing with Jeff between the Angels and the Dodgers? What is it with you people? I don't get it. We don't get it in New Zealand. About a hundred years ago, when I was a cadet in broadcasting, I was taught five very important words. And if you followed these five words, you could do interviews, you could do documentaries. And those five words I have carried through 47 years of broadcasting experience. And they're quite simple words, but they're very important. They're how, what, why, where, and when. So I thought coming to Los Angeles, I'd drag a couple of those words out of that list to try and explain very quickly, and I've only got a couple of minutes, to explain how and what we are doing in New Zealand. Well, what we're doing is we're putting Jeff on every Sunday on one of our four networks. Yes, we do have four networks in New Zealand, similar to, not as big as, but similar to CBS, NBC, ABC, etc. We're not on a a rinky-dink channel, 142 on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock. We are a significant place in the network. So that's, that's what we're doing. But the real word out of that list is why. Why would CCV partner with my television company in New Zealand? Well, in, we are a secular nation. We're four and a half million people. We have the landmass of England, but uh, we only have four and a half million people. Auckland is our biggest city. We have one million people. That would fit in the San Gabriel Valley. No problem at all. The reason I put Jeff on television was the fact that he was different. He was unique. He was preaching the gospel in a way that we'd never heard it before. We are a secular nation who's given up on church. We've certainly given up on Christianity. I suspect we've given up on God. But the way Jeff was bringing the message to New Zealanders and the unique way he presents the gospel was very, very compelling. It is relevant. 
it is significant. We are making a difference. You are making a difference. We are impacting lives. The emails tell us so. This sort of teaching is relevant and what's more important, necessary. So from a little nation in the bottom of the, the South Pacific, so insignificant, I thank you, Christ Church of the Valley, for partnering with me, with us, what you are doing to a secular nation and bringing these messages to us. It is relevant and it is impacting lives. Thanks. Thank you. I, I want to make sure that we've been clear. The vision that we have is that there would be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ in every home in this valley. Every home. Jesus established the means by which that end would result, would, would come. And it would be that they would see our hands and our love as we get involved in the felt needs of our community. And as they do, they'll listen to what we have to say. So the question I have, will you walk across this valley with me and meet the needs of people? Will you walk across the room and meet the spiritual needs of a friend or a coworker? And finally, will you walk across the world and meet the needs of these kids and these children when they see our hands when they grow up to be older, they're gonna know there is a better way of life found through the spiritual transformation of Jesus Christ. Now, here's what I'm saying. If you're shaking your head and you say yes, then you have some questions to ask yourself. Number one, am I walking across the room? Number two, do I have a one life in my pocket that I'm praying for diligently? And number three, this is the big one. Am I gonna get out of the stands, under the playing field? And if somebody asks me in a year or two years from now, what are you doing with your life? The first thing out of my mouth is, I'll tell you what I'm doing with my life. I'm using the gifts God gave me, whatever they are, to impact the San Gabriel Valley with the gospel of Jesus Christ and his love and ability to pick up the broken pieces and to restore the soul. Now, if we're gonna do this together, we're gonna need some power. It's not gonna come from me. It's gonna come from God. You were given a little communion uh, piece when you came in, a little cup of juice and a little wafer on the top. If you don't have it and you didn't get it, it's okay. All right, you, you can still participate. But if you do have it, the trick is to get that top off without spilling it all on yourself. That is a miracle of Red Sea proportions in and of itself. So if you can take that top off and take that piece of bread, hold that piece of bread when you get it. I'll give you a second because I know it takes some time. Without the power of God, there's no way we'll be able to do this. No way. And the same power that we find in the crucifixion and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus, the same power that saves us from our sin by his blood, the same power that, that, that was able to bring Jesus back from the dead, that power is the power we need to go out in unity in the midst of diversity and change the world. Hold that bread up now. Let's take it together. <laughs> this is my body, Jesus said. It is broken for you. Now take the cup, take it together. This is the blood of Jesus, covers a multitude of sin. The power, the power to enable you to live a holy life, the power that forgives you of your sins in communion that we celebrate is the power we need, the releasing of God's divine energy to go out and change the world. This 
This is Today with Jeff Vines, and that's the end of Greater Things Are Yet to Come. When the power of God accompanies our work and our practical love for others, much can be accomplished. Join us next time for some advice on how to live above mediocrity. Today with Jeff Vines, just another way vision is connecting faith to your life. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.